The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, August 28th edition. There is a two-game early game slate we are not going to talk about. Eight-game slate to break down. Another night where the pitching gets more and more just what is going on. Last night showed it. It's, it's wild, guys. It is absolutely wild. I said it at the start of September, and it's getting crazier and crazier. Tread lightly, but have some fun because we only have a few more days of this wonderful thing we call MLB DFS. I know it sounds cheesy, but I'm already kind of misty-eyed. No, I'm not misty-eyed, but it sucks. I love my baseball. I love DFS, and uh, it's going to suck having nothing during the week, I guess, until basketball. And I guess I'll degen on that with whatever the Mitch has. Speaking of the Mitch, check him out. Dropped his Eastern Conference uh, off-season recap. It is up on thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Woke up this morning, had the Western Conference in my inbox, so that'll be out later today. You got Richard. He dropped the NFL Power Rankings for Week 4. Good stuff there. Should have his Survivor picks out later today. Also, you'll start having the Nate. We'll have his stacking and contrarian pieces this week. Uh, We'll have the Taco Report. Late, late last night, we dropped the two-point conversion week four podcast with myself, Bucks, and James. Lots of good stuff there. I know it's a long podcast, but we've, we've thought about how to change it. We love the format because we cover every game. We cover everything you need to, 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 to get on, and then we give you some plays, at the, some core plays at the end and everything. So it's long, but we don't want to be one of those that goes, oh, yeah, here's like three of this, three of this, and then – Come Sunday, we build lineups for somebody we never even talked about. We want to tell you who we like, who we're going to build around, so we go over every one of them. Um, other than that, you're going to have some NASCAR this weekend. You got MLB, of course. You got Around the Bases with Bubba and Mo, episode 31, with an interview with Nick Picoro of the azcentral.com. He's a D backs beat writer. So, tons of good stuff going on over there, as always, at thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Check it out. We got, you know, Big football week and all, and docs the Saturday Edge week five college football podcast another good one there listen to that one yesterday big big stuff coming on nice Thursday night college football tonight and a uh, Bears at Packers interesting NFC North game Rodgers and Lambeau could be interesting but that's not what you're here for 
MLB DFS. Let's get it in on your eight-game slate. The weather, Pittsburgh at Washington, blowing in pretty good. The wind's blowing in pretty good from left center. Same with Houston at Boston, blowing in from the monster, which is nice to see. Um, the roof will likely be closed in Miami against the Braves at the Marlins, as there's some pretty good chances of rain in South Florida. Then uh, last but not least, Oakland at Texas. It's already a hitting environment in Texas pretty much any time during the summer. The wind's blowing out to right center. So pray for Sean Manaya and Miguel Gonzalez. Your totals on the night slate. Pittsburgh at Washington, 9. Rays-Yankees, 8.5. Braves-Marlins, 9. Astros-Red Sox, 9. You send this in a trend yet. Cubs-Cardinals, that one we're waiting for to make sure the pitchers are there. It's supposed to be Hendricks versus Lynn. Cubs clenched the central last night. You never know what's going to happen. Let's just say we're going to attack the hangover approach like we've been seeing in other games. It's, I, I tweeted out every time that the line has come out. It's been pretty darn accurate so far. A's at Rangers 10.5. Angels White Sox waiting on a total as Bud Norris makes another spot start. Tigers at Royals total of 9. So you're assuming that the Angels White Sox will easily be 9. Cubs Cardinals. I could see a 9 there, but we'll see. Maybe 8.5. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, and we're going to say the White Sox um, Angels will be seven. Or no, so six of the eight, sorry, because the other one was an early game. Six of the eight, nine or higher. That's what we're dealing with tonight, folks. So let's get at it. Your pitcher, your top priced pitcher on the night slate is Sonny Gray, $11,700. You saw how Severino carved them up. Gray's been Darn good. Darn, darn good. He's faced Tampa three times this year. 20 and a third total innings pitched. Six earned runs. Which you're like, oh, crap. But he struck out 25 batters in those 20 and a third innings. Averaging 25.1 DraftKings points per start against Tampa. Faced them three starts ago at Tampa. Eight innings, five hits, two earned. Nine Ks for 30.9 points. Uh, his last two starts, 2.2 and 19.3. is kind of a hiccupy deal. Um... I'm still rolling with him on a slate like this. He's by far the top option to me. Uh, the rest of it, it's like a band of misfit toys out here in this uh, list of pitchers. So Sonny Gray, 11-7 at home against a strikeout heavy, 25% heavy Tampa Bay Rays team. I'll go Sonny Gray all night long. Lowest total of 373. Um, lefties 264, righties 302. So get your Sonny Gray in the lineup if you can. Then we look to your next best option, and it's really kind of how you feel about life. Um, You got Danny Duffy at home against the Detroit Tigers, and it's just a matter of which Tigers team shows up because they've had some pretty good matchups lately, some really, really good matchups, and they have literally pulled a Mr. Hankey all over the bed. It's... It's kind of like one of those, what? What what just happened right there? That doesn't make any sense. This, this You're supposed to be better than this. You're professionals. But they weren't. And you're looking at Duffy. He's uh, 15 points a game against Detroit this year in two starts, 8Ks and 11 and a third. 3-1-2 ERAs, which really well at home this year. 18.4 fantasy points per game at home. It's just, you know, for 9,300, does he have that tremendous upside? Because, you know, 11.5 is his last start out. Then 24-7, 25-1, those would both be phenomenal. But then 14-5, 12-1, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5, 14-5
16-1, 17-4, not bad, 21, 20.1. I guess the moral of the story is going to be usually a 15-plus point guy, which when you're having a bunch of bad pitching, as we've seen of late, I kind of like the luxury of knowing, okay, I'm getting at least 15 from this guy. There's always value bats I can build around. I'm going to go that direction. Now, if he blows up, that's going to really make people cranky. But um, just all we can do is go off what we have now, and as of now, I, I like that angle as an approach. The Tigers don't strike out a ton, 19% versus lefties. Duffy's got his 22% strikeout rate, good swinging strike rate, very low hard contact. There's a lot to like about him. He's in Kauffman Stadium, one of the better pitchers ballparks in all of baseball. And the Tigers have the second lowest total of 3.98. Lefties 194, righties 328. There's the other scary part. The Tigers are a heavy, heavy, heavy right-handed lineup. So... Take it with a grain of salt. But Duffy is in a good spot. It's just a matter, is he going to execute for us? That's got to be the risk you got to take. I like him, but I also know in the back of my head, you know, Sonny Gray I like a lot more, but you got to pay a lot more. And there's other options you can play with. Like your next option, Julio Tejeron, $8,400 at the Miami Marlins. Tejeron has sneakily put a really good, like, second half, maybe a little longer second half of the season together. Um, on the road, he's been much, much better. You get him out of SunTrust Park where – Lefties hit him in his career period. He put lefties that could hit a guy in SunTrust Park. It's just a recipe for what did we do? He's been really good on the road, averaging 16.1 points. He's faced the Marlins twice this year, but don't follow those numbers because one was like a a short outing, so DK screwed up. Basically, one start, he went six innings, three hits, nowhere in 4Ks. Very, very good start there. Um, He's going into Marlins Park, which is a great, great pitching ballpark. They strike out almost 21% of the time versus right-handed pitchers. Tehran's limited the hard contact to 30.9%. So he's really, really getting it done. Ground ball rate around 40%. Strikeout rate around 19 He gets the strikeouts when he needs them. He's not a huge, huge strikeout guy. Lefty's hit 342. Righty's 315. Tehran is in a very nice spot to get you a nice quality start at 8,400 tonight. Uh, Marlins coming in from Coors. So a lot going on there. You can look at guys like Eduardo Rodriguez, 8,300 at home against the Houston Astros. This is a strict GPP play, but honestly, with a lot of this pitching, a lot of it's just GPP. Um, it's a scary spot facing a Houston team uh, against the left-handed pitcher, but surprisingly, their numbers aren't phenomenal versus lefties. When you look at uh, their WOBA and ISO versus left-handed pitching, it's uh, a 346 and 192, which are both phenomenal. But you think with that lineup are just like the best of the best. And they're not. They're, they're really, really good. But they're not the best of the best. And we're waiting for a couple totals. But they're still on the lower half of the team totals at 447. Lefty's 363. Righty's 303 for Eduardo Rodriguez. One thing I will say with Erod is he's averaging eight, almost 18 points a game at home this season. Has not faced the... Uh, Astros. He's averaging 18 points his last 10 games, coming off a 30.3 point at Cincy, 18 at Tampa, 29-9 at home against Oakland, 21-3 at home against Toronto. So throwing really, really well. Uh, he can be very tilting. He'll give up an early run or two. He'll walk can occasionally be an issue with him. But the thing he does really well is he gets a lot of strikeouts, six, seven, nine, and eight his last four, which help him navigate through things. Now, facing an Astros team, they don't strike out much. They strike out 16.6% of the time versus lefties. uh, Erod, 26.2%. 
uh, and he's a big fly ball guy. So it's kind of pick your poison, kind of see what lineups come out. Maybe they give some guys a rest. Who knows? He's an option at 83. He'll be super low owned, which will make things interesting. And he can get rocked from time to time. But for the most part, he's put together really quality starts. And he's kind of similar to Danny Duffy in my book. He's about $1,000 cheaper. Duffy's got a better matchup, better ballpark. Erod's got better stuff right now, in my opinion. And I know people might argue that with me. But at this moment, he's got better stuff. Just depends on where you want to go. I'd probably go Duffy as quote-unquote safer. But Erod's a very interesting player. There's been many starts he's made and people go no i can't touch him well he's done pretty darn good for the most part now the next closest guy is sixteen hundred dollars cheaper that's how the drop off in pitching tonight and we're gonna go even cheaper than that we're gonna go nineteen hundred dollars cheaper lance lynn at home against those hungover chicago cubs lance lynn has been horrible of late minus 17.3 at pittsburgh 7.6 7.6 at the Cubs, 4 innings, 5 hits, 3 earned, 4 walks, 5 Ks. Walks are killing him. But then 11-7, 11-5, 23, 22-4. I'll take those. And he's going up against the Cubbies. The Cubbies. If you, t- if you take out that last start where he went, what was it? 4 innings, 5 hits, 3 earned. Prior to that, his other two starts, 10 and 2 thirds, uh, 2 earned runs in those starts. So he's in about a K and inning in those. So he's doing he was doing well before that last. Just what did you do, Lance Lynn? We're hoping the Cubs sit people. That's what we're targeting. Lance, uh, the Cubs strike out twenty two point four percent of the time. Lynn strikes out twenty percent. He's was having a great year until this last little hiccup. Big big ground ball guy. Low hard contact. Um, uh, lefties hit three forty five. Righties only two fifty five off of Lance Lynn. So keep your eyes on the lineup. He could be a very, very nice low-priced option. Even at that price tag, he's not bad uh, because the Cubs, you know, can be inconsistent at the plate, but they can throw out a lot of lefties too and make it very, very interesting as you saw his last time out against them. So keep an eye on the lineups. He makes for a good, good, cheap option that could be really, really good based on situations. Your other cheap option, and this is why I said Lynn's probably a really good cheap option because there aren't many down here. You don't want to go to Texas. You don't want Manai and Gonzalez. Either one can pitch great, but both offenses have a ton of power. Wind blowing out in an insane hitting environment. Take your gamble elsewhere. There's there's tons of places to gamble. Take it elsewhere. I love Jake Faria. We were on him all year long, but, you know, he's been working out of the pen. We don't know how long he's going to go. He might go two, three innings. If he goes six, he'd be great, but honestly, he hasn't gone more than two innings in months, so that's tough to do. I'm going all the way down, and I need to take a second to actually make sure I can form this sentence. Bud Norris at $5,500 at the Chicago White Sox. Yep, Bud Norris. Bud. Bud Norris. Um, Not going to go insanely deep. He threw 46 pitches his last time out. They've been slowly stretching him out, 21, 31, 46. We're thinking maybe 60-ish today. He's 5,500 against the White Sox. This is only if you're desperate. I wanted to give you one of these guys down here. This is the one I would target for the fact that the White Sox, they strike out 24% of the time. Bud Norris has extreme strikeout stuff. He was closing for them at one point in time. Over 28% K rate. Walks are occasionally an issue, but low hard contact, great swinging strike, all this stuff. The peripherals are great. He's just not stretched out. So we don't. he's only, like I said, 60 pitches, maybe 70 if they get wild with him. Um, lefties only hit 244. Righties 355. 
By no means am I saying don't use White Sox bats. Go ahead and use the White Sox bats if you're feeling it. But for 5500 bucks, he's got four to five inning upside with big, big strikeout stuff that could give you what you need to pair up with someone and get you every bat under the sun. But just beware, you're playing with a stick of dynamite and there's just no flame yet. He might provide the flame to blow the entire operation up. So just keep that in mind. So a quick recap of your pitching. Sonny Gray up top. They got Duffy, Tehran, Erod, and then Lynn and Norris. I'm going to try to just go. I'm not going to go make a lot of lineups. A, because it's been wild and I've really cut back with the way things have been going. And B, it's eight-game slate. Um, Sonny Gray, Tehran would be like my main two. And then I'll kind of mix the other ones in there. It's just an interesting, interesting slate. Speaking of which, let's check out the bats where it'll be locked and loaded you know, Gary Sanchez, you're going to get a short-term Faria, and then you got a lot of bullpen. Sanchez at 48 could be a nice play tonight, more better than normal. Let's just put it that way. But if you want to save, you're going down to the likes of Salvi Perez, 3900 bucks against Daniel Norris. Salvi's crushing the baseball this year and has a lot of power versus left-handed pitching. Um, the Kansas City Royals team total of 5.02. Lefty's 391, righty's 356. Salvi Perez, love his play tonight. Love him. Farther down you go, a guy like Kurt Suzuki, $3,800 versus Dylan Peters. Big fan of this play as well. Suzuki continues to just shock people at the plate. Uh, Peters, big big lefty, hard thrower. Lefty's 497. Right, he's only 308 in a short sample, but that does not keep me off of Kurt Suzuki. I'd rather pay up for Salvi, but if you're saving money, if you want to save 100 bucks, you go to Suzuki, that's fine. Evan Gaddis has hit lefties really well, but so you can target him versus Rodriguez if you want at 37. You might want to still, again, pay up or come elsewhere. Like James McCann, 3,300 versus Danny Duffy. I can get behind that. Um, Alex Avila, 32 versus Lynn. Avila's been super quiet, but it's a good spot for him if he cracks the lineup. Same with Matt Wieters, 3,200 versus Yvonne Nova. Lefties have hit Nova very, very well all year. John Hicks of the Detroit Tigers, first base catcher eligible, 3,100 versus Duffy. We know Hicks. If you're not going McCann, Hicks is also an option in that lineup. Bruce Maxwell is only 2,900 in a great hitting environment against Miguel Gonzalez. Um, the A's team total is 5-2-8 at the moment. I know we're still waiting for a few games. At the moment, that is your highest team total of 5-2-8 against Miguel Gonzalez. Rangers are 5-2-2 versus Manaya. But lefties 372, righties 314. Off of Gonzalez, I really like this Maxwell play. $2,900. It was one for four with a ribby and a run scored yesterday for seven points. $2,900 is a great, great price tag um, to save some cash and do things elsewhere. Below Maxwell, you look at guys like Robinson Chirinos. He's been very, very quiet, but we know he has a ton of power versus left-handed pitching. Like, super quiet. Averaging 2.2 his last 10 games. He's been... Compared to the guy we saw at one point in time, a guy with 17 homers on the year. He hasn't homered in his last 10. He's been pretty brutal. But uh, lefty's 262, righty's 351 off Sean Manaya. So Torinos, you're getting a heck of a discount. He's usually in the mid to high threes. He's 2,800 tonight. Uh, if you want to take the gamble on a slumping but extremely powerful bat in that lineup. Another guy to look at, uh, he's cheap again, is Martin Maldonado of the Los Angeles Angels Anaheim. Only 2,600. We were playing him at 22 for a while, which is nice. He's 26 tonight, and he's facing Dylan Covey. 
The Angels are extremely live tonight against Covey, who's just bad. Bad, bad, bad. Lefties hit 384, righties 468. Uh, when he throws well, it's just a tilting day that you just move on to because it's like 80% of the time they're going to blow him up and you want to be on that train. So Maldonado at 26, another cheap piece of that pie um, that you could have with the Angels. The pitching's so bad again. I'm talking you can go full stack, but you better hit the nuts. This might be one to do either just like a home run derby lineup, take the best guys you could get at each position based on price that are going to have home runs, or you do like two-man stacks on a team. Like you go trout up in the outfield and then something else, something else, or whatever. But uh, you might not want to go too deep. But then again, like if a team were to score 10, 15 runs, you're going to want that stack. So take your angle with however you like. I like the home run derby angles. worked a lot better as a whole this season. But at the same time, I get it. Let's move on to the first base position, which has been loaded all year, but seems like even crazier of late. You guys like Freddie Freeman, uh, park shift, leaves Atlanta, goes to Miami, 5,500 against the lefty Peters on the season so far. Lefties have hit him well, but uh, that's, a, that's a steep tag. Not saying he won't earn it. Very well could. Rizzo, 51. See if he's in the lineup. Hosmer does hit lefties well. But if you're not using Bud Norris, a guy like Jose Abreu at 4,600 is definitely in play. Uh, we saw the splits with um, with Norris. Lefty's 244, but righty's written 355 on him. And Jose Abreu is just having a monstrous second half of the season. I talked about him on uh, Around the Bases with Bubba and Mo as one of the second-half all-star potentials, like at least a, an honorable mention after Hosmer. But the guy's crushing it. 8, 33, 7, 8, 5, 0, 14, 0, 11, 12. Really, really hitting the ball well. Good matchup for Norris at 46. Gets overlooked quite a bit. Uh, Justin Bohr, again, lefties do it. Take her on well. It is a tough ballpark, but Bohr at 45 is not bad. Then you dip down to guys like Nicky Delmonico, 43. as a lefty versus Norris, but keep him in mind. Guriel, 4K versus Erod. Not bad. Adam Lind, 4,000 versus Nova. It's steeper than we'd like for Lind, but he has hit the ball pretty darn well of late. You get into some A's bats like Ryan Healy, 3,800 versus Miguel Gonzalez. Lefties and righties are crushing Miguel Gonzalez. Ryan Healy crushes baseballs. Uh, so keep him in mind for sure if you want to start saving some cash the farther down the list you go. Then it goes to guys like Greg Bird. I mentioned yesterday Bird is streaking. Keep an eye on Bird. You might want to use Bird. What did he do yesterday? Oh, he went deep. He went deep again. That's three homers in four games. His game logs are crazy. 14, 18, 9, 18, 19. The guy is raking. He's 3,600 versus Jacob Faria. He's a guy to definitely keep an eye on. Another guy I mentioned yesterday has the left-handed power bat to worry about in the Pirates lineup, Josh Bell. What did he do yesterday? He went deep. Three for four with a run, a homer, three RBIs, 24 DraftKings points. Going up against Edwin Jackson. When everybody flocks to the high total of Texas, and Oakland, or they look at, oh, Bud Norris for Dylan Covey. Great guys to target. Two great games. They have all the bats in the world in. Totally get it. The Pirates versus Edwin Jackson. Sneaky. Sneaky one of those. The Pirates can lay duds with the best of them. They currently have the third lowest total on the slate at 425. It's still almost four and a half runs. Lefty's at 339, righty's 408 off Edwin Jackson. It's In the end, it's Edwin Jackson. So, as long as the bad Pirates team doesn't show up, which shows up almost you know 50% of the time with them, it's value tonight. 
farther down the list you go, you got guys like uh, Matt Davidson, CJ Cron. Interesting options there if you want to go. Uh, Louis Valbuena is up to 3,300. Big power versus Dylan Covey. Definitely an option at first base or third base. Miggy Cabrera is down to 3,100 versus Danny Duffy. That's just insane. But he's earned it. He hasn't done garbage this year. What a wasted year for the future first ballot Hall of Famer. Sad stuff there. But some good options. Um, some, a couple up top. A lot in the value range at first base tonight. Second base, Jose Altuve versus a lefty at 5,300. That is definitely in play. Altuve, fourth straight 200-hit season. Cracked that yesterday. And it's crazy when you look at this little guy. He actually hits more with more power on the road than he does at home. Remember, wind blowing in heavy. Interesting play, though. Whip Merrifield is up to 4,900. Phenomenal spot versus Daniel Norris. I get it. Man, I don't know if I can pay that price, though. That is crazy. That is That is up there. You go down the list, though, you know, D. Gordon, great spot versus Tehran. Yohan Moncada, I continue to use this kid whenever you can. He's 4,100 versus Bud Norris. It is lefty, which Bud's getting lefties out well, but great spot there. But if you want to save some cash, Jed Lowry swinging a really, really good stick. He's 3,900 in that hitter's environment in Texas versus Miguel Gonzalez. So Lowry is a very good way to save some cash at 3,900. Ian Kinsler versus the lefty. Duffy at 37 is not bad as well. You got Ozzy Albies, switch hitting Ozzy Albies. He's 37. Kid continues to crush it. I'll be riding his coattails all the way into next season. Uh, Adam Frazier, mentioned him quite a bit. He's second base outfield for Pittsburgh. Got five points last night, averaging 8.4 his last 10. 3,600 versus Ejax. So this is kind of 35 to 4K range. A lot of good options here. I love that. That Lowry is a great, great play at that price tag. Farther down you go, Willie Calhoun in his first career homer yesterday off Justin Verlander. He's 3K tonight, but lefty-lefty probably won't crack the lineup, but you never know. They're sitting Beltre for the rest of the year and Napoli for the rest of the year, so maybe the kid gets a shot versus a lefty, and if he struggles, then you get a lot of bullpen for Calhoun to destruct. Let's go. Uh, we'll check out the value on those later because I didn't really see too much down. Uh, this could be another one. But his other lefty, Drew Robinson, went deep yesterday at Furlander as well. He's 2,100. Problem is, like I said, lefty, lefty. Maybe uh, Machado of Detroit cracks the lineup versus Duffy for 22 if you're looking for that. Tony Kemp, I've mentioned him for a long time. He's finally getting regular playing time. But lefty, lefty might not play tonight. But he did get 17 points yesterday. I used him in that day slate everywhere at his price tag. Third base to Freeman again. But Chris Bryant, if he cracks the lineup at 51, he's in play. Mustakis at 45. It's lefty-lefty, but I don't care too much. I really don't. Not in that matchup. Alex Bregman at 43 versus Erod. I like that a lot. Third base shortstop if you're not using Erod. Bregman just continues to hit. Kid is very, very good. Finally breaking out of that shell. He's probably my top option because the other guys have some some question marks. I, I, I love the other guys up top. Just make sure they're in the lineup. Uh, Ryan Healy at 30, uh, 38. Again, not bad. Dietrich at 38. Not bad. You're still getting Nick Castellanos incredibly too cheap. Third base and outfield eligible, 3,500 versus the lefty Duffy. Castellanos, 12 more points yesterday. I don't know what he has to keep doing to just get people to like raise his price tag. It's amazing. It's been this way like almost all year. Absolutely crazy. 3,500 for Castellanos. Really good play there. Chase Headley's swinging a decent bat at 35. I'd rather have Castellanos. But Headley is in a very nice spot. And the Yankees are still going for the AL East. It's crazy. It's wild. It's about the only good thing we got going in races right now. Valbuena, 3,300. Mentioned him already. 
Matt Chapman, 32 versus Gonzalez in that ballpark. Big power. That could be interesting. Farther down you go, you have to check lineups. Not too much down there unless a random September type thing happens. Going to shortstop. Carlos Correa, big day yesterday. I've been waiting for him to wake up. 40 points yesterday, four for five, two home runs, four ribbies, a double, two runs scored. Last two games, 40 and 21. Maybe the man is waking up just in time for the postseason. Against the lefty Erod, Correa at 49 is in play. <clears throat> Excuse me. Didi Gregorius at 45, not shabby. Marcus Simeon, 4,500 versus Miguel Gonzalez. He's averaging 10.1 his last 10. Been really flexing those muscles. Um, keep an eye on him at 45. It's a steep price tag. He'll get way overlooked. Again, Bregman at 43, like that. Andleton Simmons at 4K, not bad versus Dylan Covey. Do like that. Tim Anderson, nice value here at 3,400 versus the lefty Bud Norris. Anderson's having a quiet, productive season. I uh, like him a lot at 34 if you're going to pay down at shortstop. Because other than that, it's pretty bleak. Maybe Dansby Swanson at 2,800 versus Peters. Uh, Jose Iglesias at the Tigers at 2,500 versus Duffy. That's not a horrible value play. He's been playing pretty well, at least at his price tag. Machado for the Tigers at 2,200. And maybe Franklin Barreto cracks the lineup. Uh, second base shortstop eligible. He's 2K versus Miguel Gonzalez. Again, great hitting environment. Take care. Take advantage of that value. Heading to the outfield, Michael Trout at 57 versus Covey is lock it and load it. Ding dong city. Love me some Trout. You got Judd's always in a good spot, but Stanton, B-Harp, interesting plays there. George Springer, 5K versus Erod Springer. Had a big game yesterday as well. 25 DraftKings points, 2 for 4, 4 RBIs and a home run. Averaging 10.6 his last 10. Justin Upton, 4900 bucks, a solid, solid play with Trout. Benintendi, 4600 versus Peacock's very intriguing. You got Low Kane versus Daniel Norris is not bad. Starling Marte continues to be productive, 4500 bucks. Remember when I read you his list yesterday? I just continued, continued, continued double digits. He had 13 points last night. Continues to do it. 13, 14, 21, 16, 12, 10, 16, 13, 0, 16. And there was more double digits after that. 4500 bucks against Edwin Jackson. Starling Marte is a guy you just plug into your lineup. Aramis Garcia, or Avisil. Avisil Garcia, 4400 bucks facing the lefty in Norris. This is where you play Avisil. This is where you pay up for Avisil. This is you see these prices though. There's some steep stuff here. So you might want to save elsewhere or get creative. There'll be value on the outfield as there always is. Uh, Christian Yellick at 43. No more Mazar at 42. I don't even care about the lefty. Lefty Andrew McCutcheon 42 versus Ejax. Nine more points yesterday. Remember he had that big big game two games ago. He'll be in play versus Jackson tonight. Cole Calhoun, he had a three-run bomb last night. He's 4,000. I love that tag uh, to go with maybe some Trout or Upton or making different lineups with one-offs. Good price at 4K for Calhoun. Uh, K with a Chris Davis, $4,000 versus Miguel Gonzalez. So is Matt Joyce. Joyce has been quiet. He was really, really hot for a while. Still averaging uh, 7.3 on the season. 4.7 his last 10 at 19 yesterday, 3 for 4 with three doubles. Uh, maybe it's a sign of things to come as he goes into hitter-friendly Arlington. He's 4K. K with Chris Davis, 4K. Both good in that matchup. Dexter Fowler at 3,800 versus Hendricks is a very nice play at that price tag. Aaron Hicks at 38. I liked him yesterday. He went deep 
in another good spot again today. Hit 21 points last night. Uh, good spot for him. Guy like Cameron Maben, 37 versus Erod is in play. I, uh, there's a bunch of guys. I, I skipped a couple. There's a ton of players. Uh, Adam Frazier, Castellanos, 35. Absolutely love that price tag. Um, as we go farther down the rabbit hole, uh, Jason Worth at 33 could be worth a look. Reimer Liriano. Here's a value bat for the White Sox. He's 3,200. He's kind of like a Jabari Blash, a Hunter Renfro of the Padres. It's all or nothing. It's been a lot of nothings lately, but he doesn't play every day either. Uh, in his recent starts, he was 1 for 4 for 3 points, uh, 0 for 3, 1 for 3 with for 10 points, 1 for 4 for 5 points. Doesn't start a ton. He's 3,200, though, with extreme power facing Daniel Norris. So he makes for an interesting GPP angle if you want to gamble. Adam Engel, 3K for the White Sox. He's been slumping as well, but another right-handed bat that can be productive for cheap for the White Sox. Mentioned Willie Calhoun already. What value can we find? Sub 3K. Gregory Polanco, he went deep yesterday. He's always got that ability. He's a massive, just slumping guy. He went deep yesterday for 14, then he had a 2, then he had a 13. Then a two and a bunch of zeros, threes, and twos after that. But he's twenty eight hundred bucks against a guy like Edwin Jackson. Can be an interesting value if you're looking for it because it's definitely there when he shows up. Um, for the Tigers, he's a lefty, so he might not crack the lineup. But Efren Navarro, keep paying attention to him as value on these last few days. He's out there. Other guys down here: Tony Kemp, um, Drew Robinson. Victor Olbos, 2,200. I'm going to mention it every day. They don't put him in the lineup, but the kid is... I don't even know why they called him up if they're not going to play him, but that's Dusty Baker. So there's your bats, and there's your quick hits. Your pitching recap, Sonny Gray, 11-7. Danny Duffy, 93. Tehran, 84. Erod, 83. Lance Lynn, 64. Bud Norris, 55. Only use Bud if you have a lot of, like, Pepto-Bismol by you, or you're drinking heavily, or both, whatever you prefer. Uh, let's look at some BVP for the night. For the night slate. Tampa at the Yankees. Not a lot of stuff against Faria. For Sonny Gray, though. Kiermaier has taken him deep twice. Enter Faria once. Longoria's hitting 345. 10 for 29. Four doubles and a homer. But he's been slumping like crazy. C-Dick's taking him deep as well. Alejandro Deaza against Ivan Nova, 7 for 10 with a home run. Matt Wieters, 13 for 39, three doubles and four homers. Adam Lind, 5 for 14 with a homer. Some interesting stuff there. Andrew McCutcheon versus Edwin Jackson. I liked him at 4,200. I like him even more now. 15 for 36. It's a 417 average, three doubles, three home runs. Starling Marte, 9 for 25. It's a 360 average, two doubles, six stolen bases against Edwin Jackson. Jordy Mercer's even hitting 294 against him. Uh, so keep that in mind. Josh Bell's only faced him once. But I do like him. BVP. Dietrich, 6 for 20, 2 doubles, 2 homers against Tehran. Ozuna, 16 for 39, 2 doubles, 3 homers. Justin Bohr, 4 for 13, a double and a homer. Yellick, 11 for 37, 2 doubles. D. Gordon, he's got a triple and 2 stolen bases. Giancarlo's only in a buck 21, 4 for 33 with a double and two homers. Matt Carpenter, 7 for 23, two homers off Kyle Hendricks. Piscotti and Jericho have taken him deep as well. Anthony Rizzo hitting 333, 11 for 33 against Lance Lynn. Four doubles, two homers. 
Schwarber and Chris Bryant have taken him deep. Hayward batting 357, 5 for 14 with two doubles. Elvis Andrus, 9 for 16, two doubles against Sean Benai. That's a 562 average. Gallo, Chu have taken him deep. Rua, 7 for 14 with a double. Beltre's not playing, so who cares? Joyce hitting 333, 8 for 24, three doubles and a homer off Miguel Gonzalez. K with the Chris Davis is taking him deep as well. Whit Merrifield in his expensive price tag is four for seven with a triple and a homer off Bud Norris. Alcides Escobar is another cheaper shortstop you can look at. Eight for 14, a double, triple, and a home run. Alex Gordon, five for nine. Moose has taken him deep. Salvi's taken him deep as well. Mikey Matuk is out. Jose Iglesias, one of the cheap shortstops I mentioned, six for 19, a double and a triple off Duffy. Kinsler's got two homers off him. Castellanos has taken him deep. So a lot to like there. There it is. MLB DFS Quick Hits in the books for Thursday, September 28th. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Already reeled off everything. We got podcasts, MLB DFS. You got Around the Base of Bubba Mo. You got College Football Week 5 with Doc and the Saturday Edge. We got NASCAR coming up. We got NFL DFS content from Nape and Taco coming up. We have the power rankings from Richard. And as I was recording, I got the survivor picks emailed over to me. We have the Eastern Conference recap out from the Mitch Western Conference getting loaded as we speak. Tons going on. Check it out. Golf is back next week. So is UFC. But until then, get it in. Enjoy football tonight. Enjoy the last few days of regular season baseball before the postseason. And I'll catch you later. But this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, Thursday, September 28th. I'm out.